0: Break, break, breakthrough. Breakthrough. Break. Through. Breakthrough. Break. Breakthrough. Break 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 break. break 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 you are now listening to Breakthrough News. It's five p.m. You're listening to Breakthrough News, and this. The Punch Out. We're following the news all day so you don't have to, giving you everything you need to know about what's in the headlines and what should be. And yes, we're back with you here on The Punch Out, 528 2021. Happy to be back with you. Plenty for you here on the show, as we always do. We're going to be talking about how the political money machine, both parties, have had a pretty good year so far. We're going to talk about how Germany is finally recognizing a genocide it committed in Africa. But before we get to either of those two important stories, we're going to talk about the state of Arizona here in the United States, which is bringing back the gas chamber for executions. Arizona has been spending thousands of dollars to prepare to kill inmates in the gas chamber for the first time since 1982 using hydrogen cyanide gas, the same gas used at Auschwitz, chillingly according to new documents obtained by the Guardian newspaper. The documents show that, quote, Arizona's Department of Corrections has spent more than $2,000 in procuring the ingredients to make cyanide gas. The department bought a solid brick of potassium cyanide in December for $1,530. It also purchased sodium hydroxide pellets and sulfuric acid, which are intended to be used to generate the deadly gas, end quote. The Guardian also noted that the state was claiming they had quote-unquote refurbished the chamber to be used as well. The documents noted, quote, seals on windows and the door were checked to ensure air tightness and drains cleared of blockage. Water was used in test in place of the deadly chemicals with the smoke grenade ignited to simulate the gas. Some of the techniques used to test the safety of the chamber were astonishingly primitive, the documents reveal. Prison officials checked for gas seepages with a candle The flame of the candle was held up to the sealed windows and door, and if its flame remained steady and did not flicker, the chamber was deemed to be airtight. In December, staff declared the vessel, quote-unquote, operationally ready. The last execution by gas, which as we mentioned was in 1982, the man executed Walter LeGrand displayed, quote, agonizing, choking, and gagging, end quote, and took 18 minutes to die. The Tucson Citizen reported at the time, Quote, the witness room fell silent as a mist of gas rose much like steam in a shower and Walter Legrand became enveloped in a cloud of cyanide vapor. He began coughing violently, three or four loud hacks, and made a gagging sound before falling forward. End quote. The Guardian noted further that, quote, the newspaper recorded that over many minutes, the inmate's head and arms twitched and his hands were red and clenched. Arizona also recently spent over $1 million to buy pentobarbital to try to resume lethal injections in the state as well, which have been on pause ever since a botched execution in 2014. Pentobarbital, and in fact, all lethal injections, despite being known as quote-unquote painless, can often create a quote feeling of suffocation or drowning that experts have likened to waterboarding. That's from the Death Penalty Information Center. It's worth noting that the actual makers of pentobarbital are 100% against it being used in lethal injections. The company has stated that it, quote, goes against everything that they stand for. So Arizona got these drugs from a shady compounding pharmacy. The rush to return to the death penalty in Arizona is, of course, not in any way, shape, or form related to, quote, unquote, deterring crime. Not only do death penalty states, on average, have more murders than non death penalty states, but Arizona specifically has a higher murder rate than New York, Wisconsin, Massachusetts, New Jersey, and Minnesota, all of whom do not have the death penalty. The Guardian also reported that, quote, the documents record how prison staff engaged in role play during last year's test. Guards acted out as inmates who resisted going to their deaths, screaming, this is murder, I'm innocent, you're putting me down like an animal, and this is against everything America stands for. Arizona has two inmates in mind to execute, Clarence Dixon and Frank Atwood. Both are claiming that the rush to execute them should be halted because potential claims that could save their life have not been able to be made due to the pandemic. As the Death Penalty Information Center reports, quote, attorneys for Dixon and Atwood issued statements sharply challenging the attorney general's representation concerning the cases. Dixon, they say, is severely mentally ill and also has serious physical disabilities and his mental status cannot be properly assessed while pandemic-related concerns limit experts' ability to travel and conduct necessary in-person evaluations. Atwood maintains his innocence, but his defense lawyer's ability to investigate and present evidence supporting his innocence claim has been impeded by the pandemic, end quote. So Arizona, set to resume torturous executions for no other reason, it seems, than to look, quote-unquote, tough on crime. (laughs) The German government has finally recognized that it committed a genocide in Namibia against the Herero and Nama people between 1904 and 1908 after they rose up against German colonial rule. However, both their statement to this effect and alleged reparations that they announced show that the omission is as much a PR move as anything substantive. German Foreign Minister Haiku Ma said, quote, "We will now officially refer to these events as what they were, what they are, from today's perspective: genocide." End quote. From today's perspective, at least sixty thousand Hereros and about ten thousand Namas were killed. There were mass executions. Thousands were sent into exile into the desert, where they died of thirst. The Germans also set up concentration camps, including the infamous Shark Island or Death Island, where inmates were literally worked to death. Seems like genocide from any perspective. Germany also pledged the paltry sum of 1.1 billion euros over 30 years for infrastructure development in Namibia. And Germany explicitly noted that this was not an acknowledgement by them that they are admitting that they actually owe reparations. All this prompted Herero Paramount chief Vekui Rokoro to tell Reuters that the reported settlement was a sellout by the Namibian government. The government recognized the German actions as a step in the right direction, and it emerged from multiple rounds of negotiations between the two countries, and Germany is also expected to make an official uh, official apology, I should say, at some point soon. While very belated, and certainly not atoning for what took place, the German actions do represent the rising pressure from all around the world for the U.S. and Europe to pay reparations for the atrocities committed during slavery and colonialism the democratic and republican national committees have been raking in the cash at record amounts in the first few months of this year as they stockpile their war chests for the midterm elections next year the center for responsive politics reports quote the democratic national committee raised 63.7 million through the first four months of 2021 more than twice as much as it raised over the same period after the 2016 election The Republican National Committee raised $57.6 million through April and into the month with a whopping $90.5 million in the bank, end quote. As you might expect, both parties are taking in substantial cash from big-time donors. The Democrats took in $255,500 in March alone from Merle Chambers, a prominent Democratic donor known for funding centrist Democrats. The billionaire hedge fund manager Aaron Sosnick kicked in $309,000 in the month of April alone for Democrats. Stephen Mandel, another Wall Street billionaire, and his wife Susan gave the DNC $657,000 in February of 2021. The RNC cashed $328,500 in checks from billionaire investor Warren Stevens on one day in April. Same for the Wisconsin billionaire Diane Hendricks. Also the same with billionaire wives Marlene Ricketts and Elizabeth Uline. Ron Cameron, owner of the fourth largest chicken company in the country, threw in $219,000 in April as well. Big money donors, controlling politics, just another thing that isn't fundamentally changing in 2021. That's the punch out for today.